everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Cinema Toast Crunch. As always, I'm your host, Garvis. And I'm Garvis. And I'm Kayla. And uh, if you all paid attention to us on last week, we had two episodes, not one, but two, because we did a Thanksgiving special where we did Star Wars shorts, and we talked about that one. This week's movie is White Christmas. And White Christmas, I think we've all seen White yeah. Christmas. Uh, it's actually kind of a tradition in our household that every year, uh, normally when we're hanging up the Christmas ornaments or putting out Christmas decorations, if we don't get around to it, then at least some point during the Christmas season, we all sit down, or some of us sit down, depending on how people are feeling, Yeah, and we watch White Christmas. Um, I had never seen White Christmas when I was a kid. And my wife was the one that was a huge fan of this movie. And uh, I'll uh, talk a little more about that when we get yeah get ready to, to lead into the film. Yeah. But first up, we've got to talk about what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Right. And uh, there's really not a whole lot in the way of major releases. Uh, I brought up the uh, digital bits like I do every week right. to look at their upcoming DVD artwork and release dates. And the big things that jumped out, uh, Walking Dead Season 5's limited edition Blu-ray set in a box that looks like a zombie crawling through a swamp Cute. Uh, is coming out. Or actually, it would be already out at this point. Right. Uh, season 1 of Fear the Walking Dead is also coming out. And then the other, if you want to call them major releases that they had, weren't really anything major. Uh, we had Amy, which is the uh, movie about Amy Winehouse, the uh, late singer. And we had a movie called Cooties, which is a horror comedy with, uh, I hate to say an all-star cast, but there's a lot of names in the cast. They're not anybody that opens a picture, but they're people you'll recognize. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to... Uh, here, let me see if I can get uh, a link for it up at least somewhere. Well, if you just clicked on it and brought up the Amazon. It would... well, that's Elijah what Woods, uh, Rain Wilson uh, from The Office, uh, Allison Pill, uh, Jack McBrayer from 30 Rock, uh, Nassim Pedrad, who is a uh, Saturday Night Live alumni and has also been on the uh, new series uh, Scream Queens. So, like I say, there's people you'll recognize in it. Um, Jorge Garcia, also, from Lost, is in it. Um, but, um, it just, it looks incredibly silly. <laughs> yeah, silly is definitely a word I would use to describe that. Yeah. But I've been seeing pictures of it and stories about it all over the place. It's uh, actually an article about it in a don't remember the new issue of Rue Morgue or the new issue of Horror Hound, hmm. but one of these horror magazines that I buy had a, a article about it. I didn't get around to reading it, but uh, yeah, nevertheless, it's it's out there. Yeah. Well, the only thing that sticks out to me on the Blu-ray list, yeah, is um, just uh, Halo: The Fall of Reach. And I've played a lot of the Halo games, which I've you know mentioned at least before. Yeah. And uh, Reach was one of the games where. Uh, it didn't actually feature, you know, the, the main protagonist, Master Chief. Okay. Um, so seeing, you know, what I'm assuming is Master Chief in the, you know, the on, on Reach. 
yeah. would be kind of interesting for me from my perspective. Yeah. Uh, to me, I looked at that and said, ah, another Halo movie. Yeah, there, there have been a few of those. Yeah, and you see how excited I got. Yeah. Yeah. I just see Part 18 of Fairy Tale. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, there's always anime up here, and I, I seldom mention it. Yeah. Uh, it's just like apparently they're releasing all the Naked Gun films on Blu-ray. It uh, doesn't or, look like they're releasing all of them, just two of them. Uh, I bet you if you look hard enough somewhere on there will be Naked Gun, you know, the first one. Well, I mean, I'm seeing two and a half, th- uh, 33 and a third. Yeah. And I look, like I said, I looked at the list, I got down to the DVD portion yeah. and just, I didn't see it on here. Yeah, it may not be, but... Well, also, yeah. uh, Zoo's coming out with its first season. Right. Right. Uh, anyway. Also, uh, MST3K, volume 34, is coming out. Okay. Uh, these MST3K box sets only feature four episodes in them. Uh, because each episode's two hours long. Yeah. Hmm. Now, before I let this slip my mind, I'm yeah. going to cut in here. Speaking of MST3K, yes, we missed the Turkey Day Marathon where they relaunched it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. They had it live, screaming. They showed... How many movies did they show? Six. Six. I knew so nothing I saw about it. it. I didn't know... We didn't find out until after it was already we over We got with. home and it was already like four hours On past. Thanksgiving, she had popped up the internet. I was sitting down playing some games and she goes... We missed MST3K. They did a Turkey Day special where they relaunched it. <laughs> like, well, son of a... Well, the Kickstarter is still going on, and the cast for the new... That wouldn't have been a relaunch. Probably they were airing older episodes. Well, they showed, um, like... Uh, what? Who's the guy that started MST3K? Uh, Joel Hodgson. Yeah, they showed a picture of him yeah. with, like, Crow and Tom Servo, him being older. Yeah. But, well, he may have been doing intros to the the new. It's but awesome. I'm just saying, uh, they've got Patton Oswalt signed up for hmm. the new uh, series they're trying to launch. Okay. Yes. He was the voice of Ratatouille. Oh. He's a comedian. Okay. He was in a very memorable episode of Thirty Rock. Okay. Or not Thirty Rock. I mean Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Um. He's a, a great comedian. That's... Okay. But well, um, well, the way the way it looked like it was, it was like they don't they went ahead and relaunched it. But if they were playing old ones, still, I mean, we missed it. Yeah. Well, we missed it. I'll yeah. give you that. Um, the titles in uh, Volume Thirty Four are Viking Women and the Sea Serpent, uh, War of the Colossal Beast, which is the sequel to the Amazing Colossal Man. Okay. Uh, the Undead. And the she creature. Okay. Now the she creature, I believe I have seen a long time. Well, not a long time ago, probably a decade ago wow. or so. Um, and it's a, a strange film. Uh, I always wanted to see it when I was a kid because to me it sounded like it should have been a co-feature with Creature from the Black Lagoon and yeah. Creature. Walks Among Us and The Creature's Revenge. Right. But, um, no, it's it has nothing to do with that. Ah. Uh, also featured pretty heavily on their uh, page was Roger Waters' The Wall. Now, this is the concert of The Wall that Roger Waters uh, put together. Okay. I'm a huge fan of The Wall. Um, a 
big Pink Floyd fan. Yeah. Uh, and I particularly am a fan of the Roger Waters years. I'm not so much a big fan of the uh, the Sid Barrett hmm. days. Those are a lot more experimental, a little harder to to sit down and just listen to. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they were much easier to listen to if you had uh, something to get you in the proper state of mind. Yeah. But, um, you know, that was just not uh, my thing. Uh, and then after Roger Waters left, I still thought they made some decent albums, but uh, just nothing on the par with right. Dark Side of the Moon and uh, Wish You Were Here and The Wall and the classics. Okay. Um, also, we mentioned a few weeks ago Tokyo Tribe. Remember uh, it was in limited release? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently it is now coming out on Blu-ray. Huh. So we can uh, kind of keep our eyes peeled and if we find it okay. and one of us picks it up, we'll have to throw that in someplace. Oh, yeah. But that's about it, really, for the uh, the Blu-rays and DVDs this week. Nothing to get real excited about. Okay. There's a few, uh, I think it was Joel McRae westerns that uh, looked like they were kind of neat. Right. And there was a few... Um, Vincent Price horror films and stuff, but, uh, you know, nothing major there. Now, I did see, and we discussed already off the uh, air, that uh, there's apparently a DVD-R company doing video-on-demand DVDs of films that are in the public domain. Right. And one of the ones they're doing is The Beast of Yucca Flats. And I said, this is a movie we need to watch sometime because it is so horribly bad. Mm. It's the kind of movie that Ed Wood would have went and said, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the acting, if you want to call it that, is just amazingly bad. The uh, film was shot in such a way they couldn't sync the audio with the video mm. so all of the dialogue is delivered in long shots where you can't see their mouth or with the character having their back turned to the camera so you can't see their lips oh. or it's done as voiceover <laughs> so it's uh, it's an interesting film yeah sounds that way yeah. but uh, enough about DVDs and Blu-rays uh, you want to talk about the new releases yeah, I was actually just looking over those. Yeah. Most um, of them got a shit ton of new releases. Yeah, but if you look, most of them are going to be kind of limited releasing. Um, yeah, some of them I see. Krampus is the only major well, release. Krampus and Macbeth. I've seen the ads for that scattered about. Well, I've seen a lot of ads for Chirac, too. Um, or Chirac, I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain either. But, uh, but I figure... Let's well, says letters 2014. Oh, never mind. I think I know what's going on with that, so... It's probably just now getting a release. Probably. I think uh, that's the, um... Help me out here. Oh, it's the Mother Teresa. Yeah, it's... Film. A, I saw a couple of ads for that online, I think. Well, uh, I think I might have heard the title, and that was about it. Mm. The, yeah, um... Most of my uh, trailers I've been seeing has been Krampus or Star Wars. Yeah, Krampus... Every time I turn on the TV, I don't care what channel I'm turning on, 
It can be Disney Junior, and there's an ad for Krampus, it seems like. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but... I'm getting a little sick of it getting shoved down my throat. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I like the cast, and it's got potential, but I just haven't had a chance to... Uh, or Well, I don't guess it's technically open yet. It opens Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The day I re- have to return to work, it... Yeah, it opens. It opens up. Yeah. Um, now let's see some of the other stuff coming out. I don't know how wide or limited they are. Uh, we've got Youth, uh, A Royal Night Out, uh, The World of Kaneko, which actually I saw that somewhere else and went, "Ooh, I want to find and watch that." It doesn't look like it could be uh, too bad. Well, uh, it's crime drama horror mystery. Yeah, and. Uh, it yeah. says it's a brutal endurance test anchored by Koji Kusho's performance as a broken former police detective. So it still might be interesting, considering. Yeah. Let's see, and following now we got Life, uh, Hitchcock, uh, Truffaut. No, Truffaut. Truffaut. Okay. okay. All right. I I knew you'd correct me. Yes, you're so right. I, so I st- I still tried my hand at it. Francois Truffaut. Okay. Uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, Mission Impossible 5. Uh, is that... I would assume it just says MI5. Right, but I'm saying is that Tom uh, Cruise? No, it's not Tom Cruise. No. Uh, never mind. Um, I, I'm apparently really dumb. Peter Firth... Kip- MI5 is the agency. It's not Mission Impossible oh, okay. 5. Well, then... Yeah, you're right. You're really dumb. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought they were getting up to that point, but right? I could be. I could be wrong. They no, could have I surpassed think they it. Are. Uh, I thought they were already surpassed five. Yeah, I think they may have passed huh? five movies. Anyway, I don't know. You know how many of the Mission Impossible films I've seen? None Dead. of them. You got it. Yeah. You know how many of the Mission Impossible scenes uh, movies I've seen? Zilcho. Yeah. No. You know how many of them I have on DVD? <laughs> All of them, but the most recent one. Yes. Yeah. So. So I mean, was, it, it, it looks interesting, but MI5 looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, the Chirac uh, is a new Spike Lee film. Okay. Oh. And I like his films. Um, it's got a really good cast. Nick Cannon, Wesley Snipes, Angela Bassett, Samuel L. Jackson, John Cusack, Jennifer Hudson, and uh, a lady I'm not familiar with, Tayona Paris. And it's essentially an updated retelling of the Greek play uh, Lysistrata. Oh. Okay. Are you familiar with Lysistrata? Uh, I've heard it. I've heard the name before, but... Well, it's a play. It tells of the women getting tired of their men being off at war, and they want to get the war stopped. So they decide no sex until the war ends. Hmm. And this is a... Uh, an updating of that, uh, dealing with uh, a uh, a gang situation. Oh, okay. See, I would have read that as you know, you read into that as you know the the you know the the war in the Middle East. Yeah. No. no. Okay. Nope. Background of gang violence in Chicago, which oh. is why you know I keep saying Chirac, but it might be Chirac. Hard, uh, hard probably to say. Chirac. It's hard to say. Because, I mean, it's Chicago, so I mean, yeah. it only makes sense. Right, but they call it Chi-Town. So. 
Um, eh. Oh, well. Anyway. Yeah. Now, the one other thing I wanted to cover, uh, because we're getting into what they call awards season. We're heading up to my Super Bowl, which is the Academy Awards. Right. And there's all sorts of different um, awards given out, critics groups, and so forth, uh, Golden Globes, all this stuff, before the Oscars uh, ever hit. Right. And uh, many times, you know, even before the uh, nominations are announced. Right. And they have announced the winners for the New York Film Critics Award. Okay. And I just picked up Best Film and Best Director because... uh, That's a long list. Yeah, that's a long list. If you get into actor, actress, supporting actress, supporting actress. And believe me, when it gets Oscar time, I will insist on doing that. Oh, yeah. But uh, for right now, the big thing is, you know, pictures. You know, we're watching DVDs and Blu-rays of movies. We're not really discussing individual actors or actresses or directors' body of work. But the director is rather integral to the film. Not that the actors aren't, but it's their vision and their way of structuring it that causes a film to look the way it does. So uh, I just grabbed the... uh, the winners for film and director. Okay. And uh, I'm wanting to quiz you guys. You probably saw this one already because you've been looking at IMDb like I have. But which film do you think won the New York Film Critics Award? I really honestly don't know because I didn't see that. It looked. Uh, it's a film called Carol. Okay. Now we talked about Carol a week or two ago on the uh, podcast. It sounds familiar. Yeah. It's the one about the young girl that uh, falls in love with a married woman oh, an older okay. married woman oh okay uh, it won best film at the New York Film Critics Award and it's director Todd Haynes won best director okay earlier this week the National Board of Review gave out their awards okay and this is the one I really wanted you to just take a wild guess at what do you think won their prize for best film of 2015 Best film of 2015. Yeah, best movie of 2015. Oh, God. Uh, there's been a lot of films for 2015. Jurassic World or Minions? No, it's got to be something that we didn't go see that we just chat on when it came up. It has to be. No, you, you didn't chat on it. Oh. Uh. Hmm. I don't remember everything that came out this year, so... This one you will remember... Was it by chance Godzilla? No, that was okay. last year. First that, was that? Was that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, it is Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Ah, I forgot they came out this year. Yes. It came out earlier this year, but yeah. Yeah. It came out in May. Yeah. And the winner for Best Director in the National Board of Review was Ridley Scott for The Martian. Oh. So. I wanted uh, to go see The Martian and didn't get a chance to. Well, I wouldn't have turned down seeing it, but it wasn't one that I was going to rush out to see. Uh, Matt Damon also in the, um, if I remember right, in the National Board of Review uh, won Best Actor for The Martian. Okay. Uh, now, I don't think anything in the uh, National Board of Review matched up with the New York Film Critics Award. Right. And a lot of times in these early contests, they won't. But uh, it's usually a good 
stepping stone for you know what could be in the uh, the, the Academy Awards, the Academy Awards, and the Golden Globes. Right. So uh, I, I'm kind of watching that, and as more of them roll out, I'll try to you know talk about them. And as the acting categories start narrowing down, and we start seeing top contenders. Yeah. You know, we'll discuss those a little bit as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I guess we're going to go ahead and uh, start talking about the movie this week. Right. Okay. Uh, who this week, as we said at the top of the show, is White Christmas. From 1954, directed by Michael Curtis. Okay. <coughs> now, as we said, this is... I'm sorry, we're also all kind of under the weather-ish, so forgive us. Um, uh, but anyway, but no, as we stated, this, this film's kind of... It's a tradition to watch this film as we're you know, decorating the Christmas tree... You know, getting all the Christmas decorations out. You know, generally we have it on the background, and you know, you know, we'll 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 listen to it mostly, watch it in passing. You know, as we're going through. Yeah. the The first time I ever saw this, my wife and I were in Montgomery Ward, and we were looking at VHS videotapes, and they had a. I don't remember what the anniversary was, but it was a big anniversary for Paramount. I want to say, I want to say 50th anniversary, maybe. I may be wrong on that. Uh, but they were videotapes. They were in black cases, and then they had a color picture in a little square on the front, and I think it was gold embossed okay. lettering or whatever. And they had in with those they had White Christmas. Okay. And I had never seen White Christmas. And my wife remembered seeing it, but she said it had been, you know, off the air or it hadn't been shown. It uh, wasn't available for years and years and years. Uh, she had been wanting to see it again and hadn't had the chance, so we bought it. And I don't remember. I don't think we necessarily sat down and watched it that year. We may have. It didn't make a big impression necessarily, but um, at some point we sat down again at Christmas time and watched White Christmas and it just kind of stuck with us yeah um, I don't know how certain things you know latch on to your consciousness but White Christmas was the one that that stayed with us and so every year we would uh, now put in the DVD of White Christmas and watch Bing Crosby and Danny Kay and Rosemary Clooney uh, perform this you know, movie that uh, is a holiday classic. Yeah. Now, the song White Christmas, people always think came from this film originally, but it didn't. Uh, the song White Christmas actually originated in another Bing Crosby film, and that was Holiday Inn. Okay. Uh, there was a song, I believe, about almost every major holiday in that movie, mm. and White Christmas just happened to be the Christmas song, and they decided to take it and make a movie about White Christmas. Okay. And it's a, a nice little romantic comedy musical that, uh, as I said, it's become a staple yeah. for us. So, now, have you... Yeah. Now you said you have. When was the last time you watched White Christmas? I watched it with your parents. Like, last year or the year before... I don't know. One of those two. Yeah. Okay. You were so, at work. Okay, so pretty recently. Yeah. You might have been helping decorate for Christmas. It might be why you saw it. Probably. 
again, you're going back to the whole tradition of, you know, having it playing in the background while we're decorating. Yeah, of all the films we've watched, I would say this might be the one I've seen the most. I'm trying to... I've seen Valley Buwanji quite a few times, and I've watched Kenny and Company quite a bit. But um, an airplane I've seen quite a... Maybe not. I don't know. But this is the one that it seems like... It's definitely up there for you. Yeah. And it's definitely going to be up there for me because... You know, for all the, the viewings I've had of all the different movies, you know, I've got. Yeah. You know, this one, you know, for as far back as I can remember, you know, we, you know, I've, you know, is, you know, this movie being on the TV while we're decorating for Christmas. Yeah. The, um, the first year we were at your granny's and you were real little. Uh, I think that year CBS, we had it playing and they were playing Mary Poppins. Hmm. It was either Mary Poppins or E.T. Those were the two that they were playing somewhere around that time. For right. Christmas? It, well, it was around Thanksgiving. Okay. That's a because we put the tree up and decorate, you yeah. know, late November, early December. Yeah. And um, those were the... I remember both of those movies playing at various times. But uh, as I said, that was uh, back... Oh, gosh, you know, you wouldn't have been... Much older than you know, two or three at the time, right? Um, and then after that, as I said, we had, we got the VHS tape, and yeah, I know we really didn't necessarily play it every year when we had the VHS. It was after we got the DVD that it really became something we popped in every year, and that would have been sometime I want to say around two thousand, two thousand and three maybe right it, it was early on in the dvds yeah um i, I was gonna check and see because you know roughly about when you would have gotten it because i remember you know a lot of stuff from around certain points in time yeah but but no, my, my benchmark for when you would have gotten it is not um is not the, the right benchmark yeah so well i think our first dvd player that I got was in like 2000 something like because because the first DVD you got yeah. was Galaxy Quest right and the big DVD release that was coming out after I bought my DVD player was The Matrix right and if I recall correctly I think The Matrix is a 1999 film uh Maybe. Again, I can pull all this up. Yeah. The big releases when I first got into DVD, The Matrix, Sleepy Hollow, and um, The Sixth Sense. Johnny Depp, Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. That's 98, I think. Uh, let's see. Cause I remember, because it's funny you mentioned The Matrix is the big movie, because uh, that was the one I remember... Uh, see, okay, it came out in theaters in 99. Right. Because I remember the, um, the marquee had just opened down in Southridge. Right. And they were offering people to go in and watch a movie for free, and I really wanted to see The Matrix. Right. And we went in and watched The Matrix. Right. And... Well, you had already seen The Matrix. Yeah. I went to see it again with you, though. Oh, yeah. And didn't Mom and Sandy go watch something different? Your mom did. Sandy came with us and watched The okay. Matrix. I believe your mom went and saw Shakespeare in Love. Okay. 
Yeah, um, March thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. That's the the film release. Yeah, it's the film release. Now the DVD would have been, you know, about a year after that. At that point, uh, there was right. a much wider window between film release and DVD release. But um, the thing with the Matrix was, it was one of the first films that came out, and it was priced to sell on DVD but it was priced to rent on video so if you wanted to uh, if you wanted to uh, buy the Matrix you could buy it on DVD for I'm going to say $19.99 or something like that if you wanted to buy it on VHS it was like 60 bucks January? Oh, no, never mind. That's why does That's it say a special edition? Okay, I gotta dig down then. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, bear with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways, when you guys are searching, uh, my uh, my parents held out I'm... for the very end of the VHSs, and their first DVD was Daddy Daycare because it only came out in DVD. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The huh? Matrix DVD came out. That can't be right either. DVD release date May fifteenth, two thousand seven. That's what it says. Yeah, but that's not right. I know that's not right. That particular version, perhaps, because that's the thing you're looking at is all the different. Right. That's the. That's the one. Yeah, you know, furthest down on the list. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. That looks like that's a uh, a snapper case, and I think ours was in a keep case. Well, if we had the time, I'd run up, and grab it, and check. But uh, you know, well, if we really wanted to get technical, I don't think people want to. I'm sure this is real thrilling for them. You know, I know, yeah, but still. I was going to say I've still got the receipt upstairs in a box. We could, you know, wow, yeah, oh, yeah. I keep all my DVD receipts. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just do. It's, it's part of his thing, but you know what? At least he, at least he can go back and check them. Uh, da, 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 da. This is taking forever. Yeah, and it's not that important. So. Yeah. Anyways, play Christmas. I know, <laughs> but... You, you... Get off the Matrix train. November 10th, 2003. That's... It was the first DVD to sell more than one million copies in the U.S. Um, uh, okay, that's a month after Matrix Reloaded DVD. That's yeah, and that's me. 2003, talking about. So. Oh, well. I, I'm done digging. Screw it. I'm done digging. I told you, though, about 2000. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that's about when I got the first DVD you know, player that we had. Yeah. And White Christmas... I don't remember when we bought it. Uh, I do know it's a used copy. Right. So I picked it up probably at Will's. Probably. Uh, if not there, I got it at KV, one of the yeah. two. Uh, and I've actually got a new copy on layaway at Will's. Oh, okay. Uh, because they've done a couple different editions after the one right. I purchased. And I just wanted to see if there's any new features or whatever on it. And if not, I'll pass it on to you guys and okay. you have your own copy. Alrighty. Do we already have? No, not the Matrix, oh, White so, Christmas. Sorry. Yeah. See, yeah. this is what happens. You derail me. I knew what he was talking about. Okay, because 
you know, we, we switch back over to the topic we were talking about. You, you're sitting over there just like, oh. Well, that's because somebody said, but we need to get back to White Christmas. You're right, we do. So let's talk about White Christmas. Yeah, that's why I, and I was done searching. Yeah. And... I'm and sorry, she's, she's my, off staring at the invisible butterflies. I'm sorry, my brain is in a fog. Okay. Uh, you sure it's you sure it's a fog and not a lake? Sounds like you're really stopped up. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, <coughs> uh, do we want to go ahead and I guess leave them with the trailer and we'll go watch White Christmas? Yeah, I think we can do that. That'll give Kayla a chance to yeah. breathe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh, it'll come to you, sir. Just takes time. We wouldn't be any good as generals. You weren't any good as privates. A wonderful story that will warm your hearts, just as the breathtaking scope of a new screen wonder will widen your eyes. White Christmas in Vista Vision. And you'll fall asleep, counting your blessings. from watching White Christmas which uh, I actually made a point when we were watching it's like this is the longest movie I think we've watched so far <laughs> I'm not entirely sure well this um, one was two hours right how long was Jurassic World um I think it, it might have been close check because I yeah. think it might have been an hour and twenty oh uh 120 I'm like I said I'm not sure I'd, I'd say it was close but 124. It was actually okay. four minutes longer. Okay, so then this is just one of the longest ones we've watched. Right. Okay, but that's also you know credits included. Right. But right. But still, the point is, it's still a long freaking movie. Yeah. Well, two hours is about average yeah. for a movie. Yeah. 
when you start hitting those uh, three and four hour marks, that's when... Yeah, like Interstellar. Yeah, well, well we good was, movie. Long as shit, though. We wasn't yeah. prepared. You yeah. decided, hey, let's pop this in. But anyway. Okay, well, anyway, before we get off on a tangent again, so we finished watching White Christmas, and I honestly, this is actually the first time I've sat down and actually watched it from start to finish. Well, I have um, watched it from start to finish many a time. And, uh, yeah. Like I said, I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a nice, fun, you know, musical family movie. Right. Um, I will say, yeah, there's a long movie for you. Ah, how long it? It's a TV miniseries. Wow. 910. Holy. What is yeah. 910? Uh, it's about long 15 as hours. shit. Berlin Alexander plots. Oh, it ain't good. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> but it's long as shit. <laughs> I don't have 15 hours to spend watching movies. Um, well, if it's a mini series. <laughs> well, it was a mini series in, I think, uh, Germany or something. Mm. Uh, it was brought over here. It played in theaters, and I believe the way it worked was you bought your tickets, and it was for the entire week. You came and you watched like three hours a night or five hours a night or something wow. like that at the theater. Jeez. Yeah, it was <laughs> again long as shit. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, but no, I mean I've always heard it in the background. I've you know seen bits of it. And I've been there for the whole movie. Yeah. You know, but it's just, this is the first time I've actually sat down and watched it because I've seen, ironically, I've seen, the, I've sat down and watched the start of it and I've been sat down to see the end of it. Yeah. But the, everything in the middle is what I missed. Basically, the movie is what you've missed. Yeah. Well, that I didn't actually get to physically see. I got to hear it in the background. Yeah. You know, but again, so I mean, but it really is. It is an enjoyable movie. Yes. Um, it's a uh, a typical musical. Yeah. Uh, especially from that era. There's bits in there that could very easily have been cut, clipped, trimmed. And in many ways, it wouldn't hurt the plot of the film. It wouldn't hurt right. the, uh, the narrative in the least. But... There are musical numbers, there are dance numbers yeah. that were there to entertain. Yeah. That was their whole purpose. The uh, the choreography number and the, um, there's another number in there, uh, what they call Abraham. Hmm. It's just a dance number. Yeah. And as I said, they don't advance the plot one bit. No, but it's just entertainment. But they're there for entertainment. Another movie that surprisingly had something like that was Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy. Oh. I watched that and that it's a much shorter film too. It's only like an hour and a half. But they're in a nightclub and they go through the they show the whole nightclub act in the movie. Hmm. And so right there's five or ten minutes of the film and you're going, this has nothing to do with Abbott, Costello, or the mummy, but it's here in this movie. Yeah. And as I said, uh Granted, the, the one scene, the choreography scene that I mentioned, is a Danny Kaye number. And the Abraham number uh, has uh, the, oh, 
Judy. I'm trying to think of her uh, her real name. Mm. Um, but you know, the one of the sisters. Yeah, has her doing you know the dancing, and uh, so you know your main characters are involved, but it, your actual plot right doesn't advance it anywhere. But yeah. it is it's still fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, they're they're a lot of fun to watch, but it just you know. As I said, you're talking about it being two hours long, and yeah, you've got. Well, I just have to take note of that. That's yeah. all. And a lot of it is, you know, fluff and filler in some yeah. places, but still, I mean, it still makes for a really good movie. Yeah, I'm not bashing it in any way. It's just no, I wasn't necessarily taking it as that. I'm just saying, you know, you look at a film today. I, I can't think of a. Uh, well, of course, I don't see that many modern right. films, but I can't think of any where. They basically just stop the whole movie for a song or a dance number. Besides Disney? Uh, Outside of Disney. But the Disney song and dance numbers always are advancing the film. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, I mean... Yeah, I'm I'm a little hard-pressed to think of one as well. Yeah. Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge, the whole whole thing was... Oh, no, that did advance the plot. Yeah. And I've never seen the movie, so... It's yeah. actually a good movie. Yeah. yeah. One day I'll end up seeing it. Yeah. But, you know, it, it just... It's indicative of that time period, of that yeah. type of movie, that uh, there was so many of these segments in it. Right. Elvis Presley movies. That's a but, good example, but that's the same But, but not... they're not modern. Elvis has been dead for how many years now? <laughs> I d- don't don't try to burn your brain out on that one. I know he's been dead for a while. I was afraid yeah. you were going to say Elvis isn't dead. He just went home. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, my theory about Elvis was always that uh, Elvis actually did die, but you know they were saying they kept having Elvis sightings, and my theory was that Andy Kaufman didn't die, and that was Andy dressed as Elvis that they were seeing. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. So, on, on the full viewing of the movie, again, uh, you want to go ahead and throw us some thoughts? I love it. It's a good Christmas classic. Yeah. It doesn't go heavy on the Christmas, but yeah, it has a little seasoning there. Yep. And uh, we got to take a small break here. We'll be right back. All right. Crisis averted. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, so, uh... Now, now let's try to get some comments from you without laundry in your face. <laughs> um, so you really did enjoy the movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, it's one of those where it's like, you know, there, there are a lot of movies out there, I'll, you know, it's just kind of like, I've heard about it or I've seen a couple, you know, things of it, you know, whatever. This is the one I can say I've watched and never watched. And, you yeah. Know, you know, it's, but it is good. It is a good, you know, lighthearted film. Yeah. It's not too schmaltzy because you get into a lot of these Christmas films and they do get real maudlin and sappy and, you know. Orky. They also beat you over the head with the Christmas thing all throughout the movie like a giant friggin' club. Well, depends on which ones you're watching. Yeah. But this is one of those that, yes, it's, it's Christmassy, it's set at Christmas time. It's called White Christmas. Yeah. They sing White Christmas. It's a subtle Christmas movie. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, everything 
yeah. moves along at a, at a good clip, too. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things I, I always like to read the trivia that the IMDb puts up on these films. Yeah. And the uh, the sister's number at the beginning mm-hmm. that uh, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye performed. <laughs> yeah. They were talking about that was mostly improvised. Oh. And the laughter, you know, where Bob, uh, uh, Bing Crosby was laughing, the Bob character, that was real. <laughs> he could not keep a straight face from the things Danny Kaye was doing. You know, I, put in a similar situation, I don't think I could have held a straight face either on that. Well, <laughs> you, know. I, you know. I'm surprised with Bing Crosby that he couldn't. You know, he did all those films with Bob Hope. Right. He had done work with, you know, all the, the great comedians yeah. of his era. And so for him to not be able to keep a straight face is kind of a surprise in a way. But yeah. Nevertheless, yeah. I, I found that interesting. That is actually kind of an interesting piece of trivia. Yeah. I need to start reading these myself at some point. Yeah, there's you always find out some interesting things. The other big trivia piece that's mentioned in about four or five different manners uh, within the trivia section is the fact that the soundtrack albums, there is no official soundtrack because the soundtrack for... The film, I believe, was released by DECA. Okay. But Rosemary Clooney was under exclusive contract with Columbia. Hmm. So they wouldn't let her perform on the soundtrack. So they had to use Peggy Lee, I think it was, on the soundtrack doing her uh, songs. Okay. And then Rosemary Clooney's Columbia label released their White Christmas soundtrack with her music on it. Ah, and it's just been one of those... One of those weird fuster clucks. Yeah, you know, uh, contractual uh, problems, I guess you would say. As I said, fuster yeah. cluck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh. But, uh, I guess, you know, I've, I'm trying to think how many Christmases straight we've watched this. And it's been almost... Almost at least 10, probably 15, something like that. Yes, something like. And I I can't say that I get tired of it. It's not something that you sit there and you get bored with. Right. Uh, You know, a lot of movies, after you've seen them three or four times, it's like, oh, I don't think I can watch that one again, at least not for another, you know, five or ten years. Yeah. Yeah. but this is one that every year I can sit down and watch, and yeah, I don't have a bit of a problem with it. It it doesn't get old. It doesn't get stale. Right. And that, that's a mark of a good movie. Oh, yeah. All right. So, how how would you rate it now that you've actually sat down and, and watched, watched it from start to finish? Right. Um, I would actually give it a five. It was a really good movie. Okay. I give it a five. I'd give it a five, too. Okay. So, uh... Another unanimous, right? And thank God, after having the uh, turkey of uh, free birds last time, <laughs> to have movies we can actually uh, give five stars to. Yes. And uh, any final thoughts on White Christmas? No. I'm good. I think I've said everything I, I can say. Yeah. 
Uh, next time we'll be doing another Christmas movie. A uh, little bit different. <laughs> right. Uh, we will be doing Bad Santa. Now, Bad Santa is one of my favorite Christmas films. It's one of the things I love to see at Christmas time because it's just such a polar opposite of everything that you normally get at Christmas. Right. And it. And there's two TV uh, episodes that, to me, just... If I can catch one or the other of those... And I've got both of them. Uh, I know I've got one of them here on DVD. And the other one, I think I may have the DVD with it as well. If not, I've got it on video somewhere around here. Right. But um, is the Black Adder's Christmas Carol mm. uh, with Rowan Adkinson. It is a wonderful, dark... Christmas uh, retelling of uh, a Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. And um, you know, I've seen bits of like Black Adder before. Yes. And I've enjoyed what I've seen. So Black Adder ran four seasons and a couple of specials, and it is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. Each season took place in a different era. Six episodes per season. And it always ended with him dying. <laughs> Is that why they like to compare Black Adder to Doctor Who? I have no idea. I've never I've heard, never that, heard that. that. Neither have I. The only comparison I know is Rowan Atkinson was in the uh, UK. Um, it's like comedy relief over there. They did a uh, Doctor Who skit called The Curse of Fatal Death. And Rowan Atkinson played <laughs> Doctor Who ah. in that, uh, that bit. Okay. Only reason why uh, Black Adder and Doctor Who thing ever crossed my mind because a lot of friends, uh, fans, likes to uh, uh, cross universes. Basically, yeah. that's why yeah. the, it's an easy, uh, basically mesh. Oh, uh, okay. I, I think I understood what she said, but yeah. at least someone did, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other Christmas TV episode I love to watch is the uh, first. Uh, I think the name of it is, it's, uh, oh shoot, I can't remember what the, the title of the episode is, but it's the first Married with Children Christmas episode. Okay. And it's the one where Santa Claus is supposed to parachute into the mall, but his parachute doesn't open and he ends up crashing into the Bundy's backyard. Oh. And so they've got bits of dead Santa all over their backyard. Oh dear. And... They have to haul the body up, but the kids are out front waiting to see Santa, and so they have to dress Al Bundy up as Santa Claus mm. to talk to the kids. And it's another one of those where the, the humor's a little dark, the jokes are a little rough, but it just, it hits that, that special sweet spot for my uh, sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. The, the one little kid tells Al, he says... Uh, yeah, he wants a pony for Christmas. Or she wants a pony for Christmas. And it's like, okay. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. When you get up Christmas morning, I'm going to give you that pony. But when you get up, if the pony's not there, that's because your daddy chased it off and killed it. <laughs> oh, 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 man. And uh, he tells another one he's going to give him a special Christmas present. He says, tell your uh, daddy to uh, come home from work early on Christmas Eve, and uh, 
he'll get a special Christmas surprise. And uh, the kid's like, well, what will I get? He'll get, you'll get a new mommy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, man. You know, there's uh, just something about the, the dark Christmas humor that... Yeah. Uh, so, next week, Bad Santa. Yes. All right. I'm still holding my movie as a, as a mystery. Yeah, well, you said it was not a Christmas when you're going to be the Scrooge in the bunch. Well, it's not because I'm trying to be a Scrooge. It's because of, ironically, something that was said in like previous conversations oh, no. yeah, about some stuff, specifically movies. Wow. So, a movie podcast and we, we talked about movies somewhere? Ah, but this was off-air stuff. So. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... Yeah, if you want to put it that way, I'll be the Scrooge of the Bunch, and it won't be, you know, a holiday movie. Uh-huh. Oh, you're going to be Grinchigory. Uh, but with, with all the, the holiday with all the holiday movies, you know, going on, you know, I, I don't want to sit there and go, hmm, I want to watch this one, because there's a whole bunch of holiday movies I could pick, you know, that are on the opposite end of the spectrum. There's, sorts of, there's all sorts of ones I could pick that are on... You know, the happy end of the spectrum, I decided to take the spectrum, chuck it out the window, and kick it in the, you know, the balls once it was out the door. Yeah, well. So. Well, I I can say, I just, uh, Bad Santa's another one of mine I like to watch every year, and uh, you said you've never seen it, is that Yeah, I've never seen it. So, yeah, you're in for a treat. Okay. And we'll be watching (laughs) the uh, unrated, sweet, unrated version. Right. Ah, so. See, I have seen the rated version on TV. This is going to be fun. If you've seen the version on TV. <laughs> you've seen the butchered version. <laughs> I know. So, all right. So, uh, I guess that's it, and we'll, well see. Well, uh, we want to remind them once again that we do have a Facebook page. Oh, yeah. It is Cinema Toast Crunch Podcast uh, on uh, Facebook. And we're on TalkShoe. And we are available on TalkShoe. That's actually where most of the episodes go up. We're still fighting to get it on iTunes. We're working on that. Eventually it'll be there. Yeah. Uh, we also have a, uh, a Twitter account now. We are at CinematoastCast on Twitter. Okay. So uh, feel free to contact us on Twitter or on Facebook. Or if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, you can still email us at CinematoastCrunchPodcast at gmail.com. I really wish I could have gotten something shorter. But yeah, well. <laughs> someone beat me to Cinema Toast Crunch. Yeah, well. Go figure. That's all right. We have CinematoastCrunch.com, and eventually we will have... The world. The website. <laughs> yeah. Eventually we will have... The actual web page that they can go to and get all the episodes. Yes, and I was going to say, and we'll have a email account of Cinema Toast Crunch. Yes. And then the world. And then the world. Yes. <laughs> well, the, the, the world is always going to fit in there somewhere. So, uh, I guess uh, that's it, and we'll see y'all next week. See ya. In the words of John Landis, see you next Wednesday. Bye.